Dobbins, the fear of God, and listen to the Holy Gospel, a chapter from the Holy Gospel, according to St. John. May his blessing, Solomon, Assam, our teacher David, the prophet and king. May his blessing, Solomon, God is gone, gone up with a shout, the Lord, with a sound of a trumpet, for God is the king of all the earth. Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, glory be to forever and ever. Amen. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. And these things they will do to you because they don't know, they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow have filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because he did not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak of, on, on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, today the church is celebrating the feast of the Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples and among the whole church, and He will remain with us forever as the Lord promised. That's why today is the completion of the acts of Christ, the whole mission of His incarnation completed today. 
and as we have seen in the morning we just prayed the sun of the third hour only and then the gospel and we left it till the praxis and after the praxis we read the litanies of the third hour to say that the church is living in a continuous Pentecost and this continuous Pentecost is not only today it's the whole life of Christ that's why let me summarize in few minutes the whole story to make it all connected to see that today is the completion of the feast the world the word Pentecost or Ansara in, 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 in Arabic, it means an assembly. And the Israelites were used to be assembled before God three times a year in the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, which is the next day of the Feast of the Passover, and the Feast of Pentecost, and the third one is the Feast of Tabernacle. If you go back to what we learned from Saint Cyril and Saint Athanasius the Great, Saint Cyril was telling us that Christ came to restore the ancient good. So when he was baptized, he received the Holy Spirit for himself. Not because he was in need for it, but because our humanity, which he took on, his, on himself, he took flesh to receive this Holy Spirit, which was missing from the church since the fall of our father Adam. And then he went into the cross and he died. Died with our old nature. And then he was risen with our new glorified nature, which you are going to receive in his second coming. And then he sent, he ascended into the heaven in the 40th day, 10 days ago. And today he sent the Spirit to dwell in each believer once more. So we lost this ancient good by the word of St. Cyril the Great in the first Adam, and then restored in the second Adam. That's why today it's the fulfillment of the completion of the whole story of salvation. If we start today with Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2, <coughs> Isaiah was telling us about the new menorah. The menorah in the Old Testament was part of the tabernacle and then from the altar or the temple of Solomon. It has seven candles and today it has been fulfilled because it was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 11:2 reads, The Spirit of the Lord, this is the first name of it, shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This is the spirit that is indwelling in each and every believer. There's a big difference between the reality of the church and my personal and your personal reality. The reality of the church, you have this seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. And what is your reality? It's your choice. Either to enjoy it, to believe that it is yours from day one, or to renounce it, or to ignore it, or to say, it was, but it's not anymore in my life. It is the Spirit of the Lord, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Twice St. Irenaeus is telling us, this is yours from day one, since you are baptized. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of God came down upon the Lord. And the Lord in turn gave this spirit to his church, to his body, to everyone. I pray that this liturgy, we don't want to go home as we came, with the same death, with the same doubts, with the same weakness, because the spirit has been given to the Lord, and then he went into the heaven, sent the Spirit to everyone, came down upon the Lord, and the Lord in turn gave the Spirit 
to his church, to his body, and to every member of his body. We read today the first two verses in John chapter 15, verse 26 and 27. But when the helper comes, it was a promise, as we said many times in the Old Testament, and now the Lord was about to leave. This was just one day before the cross. And he's telling them, when the Spirit, when the helper comes, he will testify of me. And he's telling you and me, if you doubt anything this morning, ask the Spirit who dwells in you to testify of the Lord. If you doubt anything in your faith, in the Word of God, in your relationship with him, he's telling you, the Spirit is in you to testify of me. And then he was telling them, and you also will bear witness. It's a commitment. Not only for the disciples, he was talking, of course, on that day to the disciples, but to every believer. If the Spirit is testifying of him in you, then you also will bear witness for him. Why? Because the completion of the salvation has been fulfilled, and the restoration of the ancient good, the Spirit who de departed from the first Adam, came once more to each and every believer through the second Adam. Then we heard today in the Gospel, again in John 16:7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. Believe it or not, that Jesus is among them. They saw him by their own eyes for three years and few months, and now I think it is for your advantage that I will go. He is showing how serious it is to restore the ancient good. He came for this restoration. Or part of his mission is this restoration, that the Spirit is coming once more and indwelling each believer. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you, but I depart. If I depart, I will send him to you. And today is the joy of the church that Jesus departed and he sent the Spirit. But it doesn't mean that he is going to depart the church. He departed in his body, in his uh, incarnate body, for a good cause to ascend to heaven, to take our nature, new glorified nature, into heaven. St. Ernest is repeating something more. Now through the Spirit, the image and encryption of the Father and the Son have been given to us. Again, what was lost in the first Adam, the image was distorted. Now it has been again restored in the second Adam. Adam, and it is our duty to use the coin committed to our charge and make it yield a rich profit for the Lord. Because you received, you are required to do something differently. And no one can say, I didn't receive anything. Everyone has received, but it's up to you to make it effective in your life or not. Then in verse 13, the same chapter, he was telling us, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. So if you are missing the guidance this morning, he's telling you it is in you. Don't seek some, something outside you. The Spirit who dwells in each and every one of us is going to guide you. But because you stopped talking to him, you stopped dealing with him, and you stopped even to, to seek the intercession, he is interceding with groaning in the heart of everyone, as St. Paul says in Romans 8. He, he will guide you into the old truth. You are not missing anything of the truth if you are seeking his own guidance. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He is conveying that truth from the Trinity to each and every believer.
He hears, he hears, he, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. That's why, as we heard in Acts, for example, chapter 19, verse 7, that those who never heard of the Holy Spirit, yet even we don't hear, we didn't hear about the Holy Spirit, when they were baptized once more in the name of Christ and in the name of the Holy Trinity, and St. Paul lays a hand on them, they start to speak in tongues and to prophesy. This is the spirit of prophecy as we pray in our third hour. Then John concerned the Russian saint who saying, when you say a prayer, he, the Holy Spirit, is in every word of it, and like a holy fire penetrates each word. So when you are praying, when you are sharing and participating in the liturgy, it's not your own words anymore. Braid in faith that He, the Holy Spirit, is in every word of it, like a holy fire penetrates each word. If you are coming and you believe that you are lost hope, He is telling you, I am with you. One of the names of the Holy Spirit, which you recite many times, the life giver, even in the creed, yes, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the life giver. If you miss life, He is the life giver. You are missing Him personally. And He is inviting us today to continue or to renew or to restore our continuous Pentecost in Him. The last of two verses we read today is John 16, <coughs> 14 and 15. <coughs> he will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The word declare, even in Greek, it's to convey it to you. What are you going to convey to me, O God, the Holy Spirit, this morning, and every morning, and every minute of my life? And again, what is mine? It is what all belongs to Christ. And he continues, all things that the Father has are mine. Again, the aim of the Christian life, or one of the great aims of the Christian life, is to be a participant of the divine life of the Holy Trinity. Not only to be in the presence of the Holy Trinity, but to share in the life <coughs> of the Holy Trinity. It's again what St. John mentioned many times, especially in the first epistle, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, that, that our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is all things that the Father has are mine, belongs to the Son. And now the Holy Spirit is coming to take all what is belonging to the Son and declare it to each and every believer in the church. What a sort of glory that we are invited to. And what sort of honor of being a participant of the divine life of the Holy Trinity. And I'm still <coughs> thinking of something lower than that. I'm thinking of an earthly need, which is God is caring about it, but putting it above everything else. Above my new participation in the life of the Holy Trinity above my new status in Christ. <coughs> St. Irenaeus is confirming once more. When the Lord told his disciples to go and teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, he conferred on them the power of giving men new life in God. It's the new divine life to be a participant in this life of the Holy Trinity. He comforted on them the power of giving new life in God. And He wants everyone, each time <coughs> when you come to the Eucharist, you are receiving this new life. You are renewed in this new life. So don't accept less than that, please. Let us finally pray with St. Augustine.
breathe in me it's a prayer and make it your own personal prayer breathe on me in me O Holy Spirit that my thoughts may all be holy everyone coming with his own thoughts this morning but he doesn't want us to go home or to continue in this test anymore that my thoughts may be holy act in me O Holy Spirit that my work too may be holy my work it means my faithfulness in each and every act I do in the church at home at work <clears throat> draw my heart O Holy Spirit that I love but what is holy many all of us who use the word <clears throat> I love but what sort of love and what do you love and who is above all love in your life strengthen me O Holy Spirit to defend all that is holy guard me then O Holy Spirit that I always may be holy for you and through you in the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever Amen